Guys, Power Hour is making a huge comeback tonight. For We almost have a full house. There may be no Snenson, but we got Josh. Yo. We got Adam. Come back. Guys, we got Luke. Hello. And, and I mean, I hope you're sitting down for this one. We got Cody. Oh, yes, you do. And you got myself. So, I mean, the power hour is ready to rock and roll. So let's get off and running. I think we have everyone from the first first episode. Minus Nensen, maybe. I don't think he was on the first one. I mean, he might have been. I'm be honest with everyone. I didn't even know this thing was come back till 10 minutes ago. Yeah, we didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But no, we got the memo. There's a prank. Let's let's get off and running here with uh, Adam's favorite division, the NFC lease. Uh, Josh, what what's your hot take on this? I, I mean, I'm not sure how much I can say that hasn't been said a thousand times over the past three weeks. It's just the fact that the Giants still haven't have a fairly good shot of winning this division. It says a lot about this division. I mean, I, I, I was hearing today about how the Cowboys aren't happy with McCarthy. I mean, probably because he has no idea what he's doing and he got bailed out by Aaron Rodgers for the past five years. So I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, Eagles are just kind of stuck there with Wentz trying his hardest to carry the team with absolutely no receivers. The, the Giants have just, have just been ravaged by terrible quarterback play and, and some extremely suspect defense. And, and then you have the team with no name, which the less said about that, the better. Adam, your, your thoughts on your resident NFC least uh, correspondent? I saw a funny stat today. The Washington football team is currently one game out of first place in the division, one game out of the first pick in the draft. So if that doesn't tell you about the desired thing you know about the division right there, I'm not sure what else I can say. Andy Dalton sucks. The Eagles are all injured. Dak is probably dead. Daniel Jones is just, he's like, he's insanely bad. I don't know how he was the seventh pick in the draft. That guy can't hold on to a football. It's pathetic. Like, seriously, how did he go seventh in the draft? Any of you guys know? I mean, I mean, Luke, what what do you feel about this? Yeah, so it's funny you say that because when we were doing the fantasy draft, you know, saving our two picks, one of the picks that I decided to save was Daniel Jones because I was like, <laughs> oh hey, you know, I only lose a, I only lose a, I only lose a last round pick, and like he was actually decent last year. And, uh, wow. Because <laughs> it's he has no safety valve. And, like, yeah, so, I mean, I'm st- Big Ben's my starting quarterback, and he's been fine. But, uh, first about your fantasy team. When the Steelers, when the Steelers had the bye week, uh, I signed Big Dick Nick and started him, so, you know. But, um, yeah, the NFC East is, uh, not, not good. <laughs> I I can't really contribute anything more to this conversation. I mean, honestly, I would love to see Alex Smith just come back and, like, tear the league up and lead the Washington football team to an NFC East division title. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) that'd be pretty sweet, but uh, I I doubt that will happen. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the NFC East, anything could happen. (laughs) But what, Cody, I mean... You got. You probably got a hot take on this. Well, there's other two things that will happen. Like, 
I swear there's always the same narrative in the NFC East, right? Like, it seems like every year, if there's not one team on top, then all teams fucking suck, and they're just all battling, like, in the mud for it. So either one of two things will happen. One, we'll actually see a 6-10 and 10 team in the playoffs, or one team will rattle off a bullshit win streak at the comeback from the dead, whether it be, like, Andy Dolan, or if, you know, let's say there's a midseason trade for Big Dick Nick for the Eagles again. <laughs> like, imagine that. Like, imagine that narrative coming through again. But that's literally what will happen. Either a 6 and 10 team comes in, or someone rattles off a bullshit win streak and, like, goes 8-8, eight, 9-7. Eight, it's the question is, which team will do it? I mean, the way you have to look at the NFC East is, and I thought Josh hit this perfectly with the Dallas Cowboys, players are now coming out saying that this coaching staff is awful. But yet, they could have looked at Green Bay and saw this issue coming a mile away. They're finally figuring out that Mike McCarthy's a fraud. The best thing Dallas has for them right now is they got a great offense. They just need a quarterback that can be able to get the ball to either CeeDee Lamb or um, Amari Cooper. And they still got Zeke. And I mean, so their their offense is going to be fine. The issue is going to be their secondary. And then if you look at the walking dead Philadelphia Eagles, fly equals fly, Adam. Um, I mean, just more injuries just keep coming and coming. And I feel like if they can ever get healthy, that team can do something. And then you continue downwards down the division. Oh, look, you got the team redacted from Washington. I personally, I think Alex Smith is the better answer. I can understand why they don't want to play him probably is because they don't want to see him shatter his leg again in 50 different spots. But I mean, what do you got to lose at this point? And I mean, no one in the league even wants Dwayne Haskins. So that's just another fail to, Ohio State uh, quarterback. And then you look at the football giants. I mean, Daniel Jones was clearly not the answer. But the thing is, I think you're also starting to see the issues of no Saquon Barkley to literally carry the team to victory. So, I mean, if you're going to look at that, that's the take on the NFC East. And if you're going to look at something as well that might stink, it might be the Browns, but I'm not 100% sure yet. I mean, Josh... You're a Yinzer fan. I mean, <laughs> you got you got a feeling about the Browns. I mean, it, it's hard though. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They're, they're only the two worst games were against the were against the uh, Ravens and Steelers. And if you look at those two games side by side, they're they played about the same in both of them. They couldn't get anything going on offense. They, Baker got harassed the entire game. They got, defense got torched by, by by basically by superior talent on offense. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not like they, but the thing is, though, they, they have looked pretty good at those stretches in the season. It's just, it's just whenever they play their division, who's not Cincinnati, they just fall flat. So I'm just, and I, I just don't think that's going to be enough for them. They might sneak in as a six or seven seed, but even then, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't see them getting past the first round. And it's just too many, it's just too inconsistent, especially, especially in the QB spots. Adam, you got a, you got a feeling about the Browns? I think, Josh, I think Josh is dead on, honestly. I think, like, best case scenario, they're a six or seven seed, and they're competitive, maybe, in the first round. But I don't know. I just don't think there's enough there. There's still Baker's, eh, you know, he's up and down. Stefanski's rookie head coach, so I don't know, man. Uh, they did not look good this weekend. I know that for sure. Uh, Luke, you got you got a take on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with Josh and Adam. I um, 
I'm really interested to see what's going to happen uh, after, you know, this past week because they've been blown out by, like, two division opponents. And, uh, you know, they're going to be like, guys, what we're, what are we doing? And reassess things. And, honestly, maybe the Browns should put Jarvis Landry in at quarterback. Like, he's got a better arm than Baker. <laughs> well, that's not true. But, like, <laughs> uh uh, Jarvis Landry could be like your uh, backup QB, and uh, if Baker's struggling again, throw him in there and see what you got. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't uh, know. I- I'm interested to see. Well, I don't want to call them frauds yet. I want to see what's going to happen these next couple of weeks before I say anything about the Browns. So. Uh, what, do, what do you have to say on this whole thing, uh, Cody? Yeah, well... I know I was afraid that everyone was going to jump on them being frauds right off the bat because I know, yes, a lot of us are homers and we love the shit on the Browns as much as we do. But indeed, everyone's got it right so far where their two big losses have come against very quality opponents in the Ravens and Steelers. And they still got a couple quality wins themselves. Like the Colts aren't a bad team on their own right. And, you know, they finished them off fairly handedly. Of course, Dallas defense sucks ass, but they were blown the fuck out. And if you're blowing a team out like Dallas, you know, or at least until the fourth quarter, it's worth something when Dak is there, that is, you know. That's when their offense was actually rolling. So they managed to shut that down for three quarters. So something is there. Obviously, they just need to get comfortable with their entire situation because if you have Baker running for his life out there, they're not going to – I mean, let alone just Baker, any quarterback, they're not going to do as well. It just all comes to O-line consistency for them. But they get that going. I think Baker can be like, let's say, like a floor of like 220 yards a game, maybe like at least one touchdown, like say. And I think that's might be like all they really need if they're going to still have, you know, Nick Chubb rolling out there. Or, uh, what's his name as well? Kareem Hunt still rolling around the field. They still, they still so, got a chance. They still got a very good chance. Um, I mean, the way you got to look at the Browns is – they lost so far to Pittsburgh and Ravens. I mean, there's no no sense of beating that dead horse. I mean, you look at the, how their defenses are ranked. They're some of the best in the league. So Baker Mayfield may have had a bad game. And to tell you how bad it was, Baker Mayfield had one first down the entire game. There were 12 Baker Mayfield commercials in said game. So there were more commercials of Baker than Baker getting first downs. This team is going to be wildcard contention. And you know what? For them, that's a step in the right direction. That means they're building something right. And I think that maybe means they finally got the right head coach. They just need to continue to fill up on some spots on their roster still. So basically, you're looking at their offensive line. Their offensive line is like bits and pieces of people that they've brought in from free agency and that. If they can sure that up with some young talent, because they got the receivers, they got the running back, they got a kicker. Don't forget about the kicker. And they got real good corners. So I think this team can definitely be okay. If this isn't their year, no, then that's fine. Because their division, they're playing in stack right now. But I'll tell you who is a good QB that isn't Baker Mayfield is Ryan Tannehill. What a now, transition. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you got a quality transmission man here. Yeah. I mean, the real question is, Josh, mm-hmm. is Ryan Tannehill the best in the league right now? I, I I would put he is 
Honestly, at, at before this weekend, I would have put him around third behind Rodgers and Wilson, but I honestly think I might put him above Rodgers at this point, considering how flat he looked this week. I mean, that, that, again, that might be too overreacting to one bad week from Rodgers, but he, Tannehill has looked extremely consistent this year, and that's something we haven't seen from him in a while. And if basically if him and Derek Henry can keep this up, that Titans have a very, very real shot at uh, an AFC championship this year. Uh, that being said, though, I'm not quite sure that's enough because the NFC was stacked, but it, it, it will definitely be interesting to see how this if they can keep this up and if they can do it come playoff time. Adam, you got a, you got a feeling so, about Tannehill? So I wrote this topic. Um, the reason why I wrote this topic this way is because I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I don't know if that's a hot take. It's probably a hot take. I don't think it's a crazy take. But just the way he's, he's been playing lights out football for the last, what, a year now? Because he had a bad game. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of one. I mean, they, they've been moving the ball up and down the field, just scoring at will. I don't know, something to consider. You know, he's been, yeah, he does have Derrick Henry, which is very helpful, but he's been playing better than he's ever played before. I'd put him number one right now. Him and Rodgers, him, Rodgers, and Wilson are all those, you know, at the top, but I'd go to Tannehill, as crazy as that sounds. Luke? Um, I got a fun little stat for you. So, Ryan Tannehill, his career-high passer rating with the Miami Dolphins was 93.5 in 2016. And um, uh, ever since he's been with the Titans, last year he had the highest rating in the league, 117.5. And this year he's at 113.5 so far. Um, Yeah, he's just been playing lights out it's amazing what like a good coaching staff can do um i don't know if i call him the best in the league but like he's certainly up there like without with no doubt he's in the top three i wouldn't put him ahead of russell wilson like i russell wilson's my vote for mvp so far but i mean if Tannehill keeps playing the way he's playing then he's certainly also making a case so Cody, how do you feel? Well, Hamill's making the argument of being top three or number one, which I can understand. And, you know, Tannehill may not be the most flashiest quarterback, but you can argue this one thing, that he might be number one as being the the most efficient quarterback. Mm -hmm. He does exactly what you want him to do with no mistakes and still being able to provide all the offense he could need. So that's one argument I think I can make, where I can get behind him being one of the more efficient passers in the league. I just want to know about... You know, it's kind of funny. Like, imagine this conversation a couple years ago. We're trying to rank Tannehill above Wilson or Rodgers. <laughs> like, that's where it just starts to be a little weird. Where it's like, I don't know if I can rank him like above them, even though this is a good season. And all that he's still a very good quarterback in his own right. Just he's the most efficient. That's the vocabulary I would use for him. <laughs> well, I got a question for anyone. Where did Ryan Tannehill play college? A and M. Like, yeah, it's A&M, dude. That wasn't it that is. hard. Well, mm-hmm. I could tell you, I, I I actually had to Google it because I honestly didn't <laughs> want to call it. You're the college I, football guy. I maybe the yeah, college. I know, I yeah, I know Jack Shim on college football. I don't, I don't, I don't recall him playing at A&M. But here, here's the thing that I think Tina Hale has going for him. He's playing in a system that works perfect for him. 
because all Tannehill has to do is just complete the ball because all the defenses are right now looking at Derrick Henry. They're looking at finding a way to stop Derrick Henry. So their time, so you're going to see opposing teams linebackers instead of dropping back and for the pass, they're going to be focused on Henry. So for Tannehill, this system's working for him because he's just able to continue. Just as long as he's accurate, he's good. But best in the league, that's a tough stretch. And I think, I think it was Luke that put it best. Russell Wilson is a really, really good quarterback in this league. And you also have to look at the Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jacksons, the A.A. Ron Rodgers, and all that. I mean, to me, is he the best in the league? I don't think so. But I think he is right now, like, easily within the top five, if not top ten, for one of the better quarterbacks right now in the league. And I think that cute, like that passing percentage stat really says to how much he's improved under the Vrabel system. And I can tell you who isn't right now improving in, in their uh, system. I don't know if you like that, but it's Kirk Cousins. And I don't think he's liking <laughs> it. How do you like uh, I, I mean, I guess just I guess losing Stefan Diggs was a much bigger blow than we thought. <laughs> We're seeing anything here. I mean, just he he looks off. He looks completely off. I mean, he wasn't. He's never the he, even last year when he when he looked looking pretty good. He was he never had that flash factor that a lot of other QBs had. It, now he just looks completely flat. And, and I mean, I, I mean honestly, you have Dalvin Cook. Why why don't you use him more, guys? I mean, come on. He's just about safety valve in the passing game, but nothing else. He just, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he just, the Vikings as a whole, just, uh, even by their standards, this is a massive disappointment for this year. Yeah. Adam, how do, you, how do you like it? Uh, well, I don't like it, if I'm being honest with you. I, it has not been a year to remember for him. <laughs> the whole Vikings organization, really. Maybe Stefanski was a bigger loss than, again, we thought. I mean, Diggs, they've kind of replaced Diggs with Jefferson, who's been really good, but maybe it's the play calling. Maybe it's the line. Maybe Kirk just sucks. I mean, there's a lot of things that you got to consider there, and uh, I'm not sure which one it is. It's probably a combination of all of them, unfortunately, for Kirk. But uh, hopefully he'll be able to rebound. I, I don't know if he will, but hopefully, right? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, do you have do you have hope, Luke? I mean, I don't know, man. When the Vikings originally signed him for that mega deal, I was like, "Whoa, Kirk Cousins getting that kind of money?" Like, I think he's a solid quarterback, but I don't think he's ever been like outstanding. Like, I've never ever, even when he was at his best, I never ever considered him like elite. You know, like Russell and Aaron Rodgers and. Those guys. So, like, yeah, I I don't know. I think the Vikings should draft a quarterback to, like, motivate Kirk Cousins to play a little better. So, Cody, I mean, yeah. do you agree there with uh, Luke? Oh, I'll say quarterback. Oh, tank for Trevor? Is that what Minnesota's going to do? Uh, but no, no, nevertheless, though. When it comes to Kirk, I can't necessarily say what's wrong with them. Like, if I'm being honest, I – like, the whole team just – just in general is on a downturn. I don't know whether or not it's a down year or not, but it's certainly looks like to be like 
it could be an anomaly because coming in, I still thought Kirk Cousins was heavily underrated. Like I know other people tend to see him as, you know, yeah, he may not be flash or anything. He's like, you know, the Ryan Tannehill type, at least coming into this year where it's like, yeah, he was still efficient. He did what he wanted to do. It's just obviously he didn't like perform in like big games or whatever. Now he comes into this year. He's being inconsistent as all hell. I'm like looking at stats right now. I know the first couple years under Minnesota, we're talking like 4,200 yards and 3,600. He was still getting like 30, 10 touchdown interception rate, 26 to 6. He had a, hun- a rating of 107.4 last year. So, I mean, that's pretty good. It's just now this year it's down to 88.2. So it could be a factor of things probably from like what Josh and Adam are going with, with the loss of digs, even though Jefferson does a really good job replacing that. Uh, it could just be, you know, Stefanski had a nice system for him and maybe the new coach is not, uh, putting out a system that maybe works now. It could just be everyone just having a down year. And I think it might just be that because this team still has a lot of talent around them. It's just sometimes, you know, things may not be going well for, uh, just one year for these people. So I'm, as of right now, I view it as a kind of down year for mostly everyone. So I'll come back to Kirk Cousins question. Maybe like a year from now. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I got a question for our stats people out there. Uh, where at right now in the, um, I guess it would be the draft order is Minnesota. Oh, very I, good I, question. I, see, I, I think they're second or third right now. So the, I think the Jets are first. Yeah, the Jet. Well, the Jets are just their own creature in themselves. Thanks, Adam Geese. But um, the reason why I say that is what's wrong with Kirk? I think it does have a little bit to go with Stefanski, Stefans, uh, the, the Cleveland guy. Because the fans, yes. clearly his system's working in in working in Cleveland, so I think it had an effect there on Kirk Cousins. I don't think the Diggs thing really had that big of an issue because I mean he still got Thielen and Rudolph and that other tight end that's still putting up decent numbers. I just there's just something wrong with Kirk, and I think what's going to happen is you're going to see Minnesota probably draft a quarterback. And they may be starting to maybe look towards the future because Dalvin Cook's not the issue. The wide receivers, I don't think, are the issue. And I think the issues are starting to come around Kirk. But that's just my opinion. And, I mean, oh, boy, look at the time. It's two a time, boys. Two a times in Miami. Josh, are you ready? It's, it's too early. I'm sorry. I mean – the entire point of drafting Tua was to have them develop behind Fitzpatrick and, just, and make sure he doesn't get injured, because this is Tua we're talking about, and you, you, you drafted them knowing he had known injury issues. So the best thing for him to do this year was just pull, do a Mahomes that first year, sit out, maybe come in garbage time, just don't get him hurt and, and build, some more, build some more in the draft next year. Why do this now when, when Fitzpatrick has been, I mean, not great, but he's basically been serviceable, and you're kind of, you're still kind of, you're still technically in the division race. Why throw your rookie QB, your QB of the future, into the fire right now? I, I just don't get it. Against Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's going to get destroyed this first game. Yeah, that's not ideal. I, um, well, I think David, <laughs> I think David's reaction was probably most telling. As a diehard Dolphins fan, David, our friend Walter. David, we all know he loves them. He was he was heartbroken today. As you know, just he's a tan, not tan, he's a Fitzpatrick guy. He's always has been, and I gotta feel bad for David, you know. But hey, 
see what you got in Tua. I, I understand it, I guess, from that perspective. Uh, it does seem a little early, but they're not trying to win anything anyway, so might as well just see what you got. Uh, Luke? Um, as Josh was saying, I think it's way too early. Like, this dude's injury prone, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it hasn't even been like a full year yet since his last injury, right? Because didn't he get injured in like November or of last year? Or? He got injured around November, but it could have been late October. Yeah, I, I don't know, but like, I, I, I understand why they did it. They're doing it, you know, get like the fans hyped and everything and just want to see what you got. But like, I think like Josh was saying, I think he should have just sat like the whole year and played like during garbage time if need be. Like, yeah, playing against Aaron Donald, like (laughs) I know Alex Smith is wishing to a good luck (laughs) because Alex Smith got sacked three times against him. Um... But yeah, and the other thing is, it's not like the Dolphins are losing right now, which, so I think that's what most surprised me about this move, because like, if they were like, 0-6 right now, I could see, yeah, let's like, let's put in Tua, but they're 3-3, and and like, they are, they can't compete for a playoff spot, so, I don't know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens though, I like Tua, um, seeing that post on, I saw a post on Instagram where, like, he was just sitting on the field, like, soaking it in that, like, he just played in his first NFL game, and I thought that was really cool, and uh, I like him. I wish him the best, but, uh, yeah, I feel like it was just a little too early. Uh, Cody? Yeah, well, you think now is a little too early. Well, I am convinced that if not for his injury, they would have started him week one. I don't think anyone can really prove me wrong on that. Like, I feel like the Dolphins would be the type of team to do that. Just his injury was the only reason to prevent that. So I feel like they just kind of been waiting for any point at all just to start him because it's clear they wanted him to start from the beginning, even though I would agree with everybody that it is, like, too early. Like, but at the very least, though, it's not a terrible situation. It's not going to be like, let's say, if Trevor Lawrence ends up going to Jets or whatever, he's not going to be thrown out to a fire it's not like the Dolphins have nothing. They got at least something going on down there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be like 3-3 three three right now. You know, you still got Devontae Adams, too. as a Not Devontae Adams. Devontae Parker, my bad. It would be cool if they had Devontae Adams, though. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, just guys like that, and along with, like, you know, they got some some guys on defense as well. It's just basically like a team that's just starting to, like, mesh its own identity together. And I feel like now is, like, the litmus test for like two uh, to see how well he does within there. So while it may seem a little too early, it may not be as crazy as I think people may seem. If I'm being honest, I I think the big thing, and I I think Adam hit it perfectly with the whole Aaron Darnold thing. As Aaron Darnold found out how strong Alex Smith's leg was after he ransacked Smith, we're gonna find out how strong Tua's leg is whenever Aaron Darnold eventually gets a hold of that leg because we all know it's going to happen it's aaron donald (laughs) he almost had me saying it (laughs) not darnold donald aaron donald Donald. quiet you (laughs) knows what i mean so that's all that matters but the thing is i don't understand what miami's doing i understand 
They got a young quarterback. That's they they tanked for Tua, so that way he can be the quarterback of the future. The whole point of having a quarterback for the future is having someone that can develop into a quarterback. And I thought Fitz, Fitzpatrick would have been a decent quarterback, surprisingly, to learn from because he's been in the league so much. He's seen so many different offensive systems. But throwing him into a ring of fire, that's I don't agree. That's how you ruin a quarterback. May we look at Sam Darnold for that instance. Daniel Jones for that instance. Dwayne Haskins. These are reasons why you don't throw your quarterbacks into the fire. Now, speaking of quarterbacks being thrown into the fire, there's going to be two quarterbacks next year that get thrown into the fire for sure. Mm-hmm. Or at least one. Yeah, yeah I already one, hit on one of them. One for certain. One can still play out his senior year. And the person that could still play out his senior year is hashtag tanking for Lawrence. And they both can. What's that? They both can play out. They're both only juniors. I think Fields only yeah. a sophomore. No, uh, Fields. I think Fields red is gone. No, he's a redshirt sophomore. No, stop. Yeah, it. no, I'm. Yeah, very I'm pretty sure he sure is. He's a redshirt sophomore. Oh God, that's my worst nightmare. Great transition, though. Yeah, I, I mean. He, no way. He's going, he's going pro. There's no way he's not going pro. Yeah, yeah. So, gentlemen, how do you feel about teams that are tanking, losing for Lawrence and failing for Fields? I mean, who's going to get them at the, at the end of the day? I mean, it, it's going to be the Jets for Lawrence, and they're going to think that, oh, Lawrence is going to solve everything, but they're going to ruin him like Darnold and go back to do this whole thing in another two years. It's, it's That's what's going to happen. And seriously, I mean, but as far as Fields go, it's – there is current there is there are currently you think six teams that are one and five right now so that's kind of a toss up. Honestly, New York, the Giants might get them. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Minshew's at least serviceable, but so maybe not. The Falcons actually might because Matt Ryan is very much on his way out <laughs> from the looks of it. So that wouldn't surprise me, but yeah. But and we also and we also also have guys like I, 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 I don't know who's the highest rated lineman right now in the draft. Beckton, probably not Beckton. Uh, um, Couldn't tell you. I'm trying to think who it is. Who's the highest what now? Who's the highest rate, rated uh, lineman right now in the who's draft eligible this year? I think it's uh, offensive lineman. I couldn't tell you. I think it's Sewell. Yeah, Sewell. Yeah, one of them definitely can take him. Definitely can take him. Probably, probably like like and Jalen Wallace probably can go pretty high. Travis Etienne, maybe actually, no, Travis Etienne probably goes lower because running back, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I know Talbert's trying to say Micah Parsons. He's right on that one. No, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, Parsons definitely goes top five. I'd say. I, I also, I've seen the Giants taking him a lot, and I feel like that would be a good decision because the Giants have almost no one in that level of defense. So, yeah. Here's my thing about this question. Does it really matter? I mean, like... What are the odds that Lawrence goes to a goes to a team that actually uses him the right way? At this point, at least, it's probably gonna be the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Like, Unless someone honestly pulls yeah. an Eli. Yeah, and it probably should honestly. Uh, and then Fields. I mean, who knows? That could be. He could go literally anywhere. I mean, Minnesota, Atlanta, you know, New York. Who, who knows? And, you know, so it's a real shame. I mean, if I was Lawrence, I might consider staying that third or that fourth year, you know, just just so you can avoid the Jets. But be, they might be there anyway, so they'll be there next year. Yeah, so I I don't know what you do. 
It's a tough I situation. mean, what what do you do, Luke? Uh, <laughs> honestly, it depends um, if the Jets fire Adam Gaze or not. Like, if they don't fire him, then honestly, I would strongly consider staying for my senior season. But yeah, if they fire Gaze, then uh, I'd feel like more confident about entering the NFL draft. So. God, the Jets are a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bad. I'm totally amazed that, like, he's still a head coach. Like, I think Dan Quinn's way better, but he definitely also deserved to be fired. And I'm, speaking as a Falcons fan, I'm glad that they did fire him. So, and, uh, it's amazing. Like, the Falcons looked a lot better this past week and they actually held on to their leads. So, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it all depends on if Adam Gaze is there or not. Uh, Cody? I know exactly what I do, though. Like, if I were Trevor Lawrence and Jets at the first overall pick, I'd say, fuck this. I'm not going back to Clemson because he has nothing to – well, he has nothing to gain from going back to Clemson. Like, we already know he'd be the number one prospect this year. He'd be number one prospect next year. He can even risk injury. There's nothing to prove over there more. He's ready for it now. It's just that if I were him, I'd pull an Eli. I'd pull a John Elway. Like, I'd seriously do that. Because I know some people might see him as a jackass, obviously, for that. But, I mean, it's the fucking Jets. Would you blame him at all <laughs> for that type of decision? Because we already seen what happened with Sam Darnold. Like, he's just absolutely dead out in the water there. And the, and the Jets only have themselves to blame. And now they're just going to be shipping him off for probably like a fourth round pick or whatever. He's going to end up being like Tannehill, probably, for all we know. So I would definitely want to try to force a trade. And even if it doesn't happen, I mean, I'd still say you hold out because you really don't gain anything by going back for your senior year. Like there's nothing more over there. So even if he doesn't even play for this year and just holds out against the Jets, eventually someone's going to like overpay for him because he's still maybe a hot commodity. Like who wouldn't want Trevor Lawrence? Teams like, you know, Atlanta may be looking for replacing Matt Ryan or like, you know, if you want to look at Washington or New York getting or the Giants, I should say, getting desperate enough to do so. And they're going to be a wild card team. Maybe Philly actually does dump once and and it gets them somehow like just basically just endless opportunities if he goes that route rather than just staying in the hellhole known as the New York Jets. I mean, Philly has has uh, Jalen Hurts, so we'll see that Maybe, but you, would, you would ra- you would rather. But I'm just saying, I'm throwing that as a random like example of like sometimes crazy shit can happen, you know. I I guess I I guarantee you, oh, that Carson Wentz will be the quarterback. Oh, for the I don't. Next season. Oh, I would I would hope so. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying as that's just the type of shit an NFL team would be crazy enough to do, because so, we're all we're, sorry, but we're just already seeing a lot of young quarterbacks get dumped. So that's why I'm just saying I'm not, I wouldn't be entirely shocked that were to happen so i have a question for you guys so uh fairly recently juju said that he would love to play with sam darnold again hear me out what if hypothetically like the steelers send like what a second round pick or something like that for sam darnold and then he could sit behind ben and then when ben retires sam darnold could be our starting quarterback Honestly, I, I I would I would love that because I think Sam Darnold has a lot of potential and he'll have a good O line in Pittsburgh to play behind and he'll have good weapons in Pittsburgh like way better weapons than on the New York Jets. So um, yeah. what do you guys think? It's questionable. Since uh, I I was next up on the 
topic for Fields and Lawrence. I thought whoever talked about Lawrence not leaving because his draft stock is just going to stay the same. He'll be number one no matter what. I thought they hit that perfectly on the head because no matter how you look at it, Lawrence is going to be number one this year and he'd be number one next year. And there's no point of risking injury and money for, for that. You look at fields and it's basically under the same boat as well. Now, the big thing you have to look at is at first I thought Joe Burrow going to Cincy was going to ruin him. Joe Burrow has been lighting up the league. I don't know if you guys have seen, he's been doing good. And I thought, and he's been my biggest surprise so far this year. And as to Luke's point with the Steelers sending draft capital over the, over to Sam Darnold, I disagree with that 100% with these reasons. Number one, the Steelers have a good offensive line right now. But that offensive line is going to be gone within the next five years because you look at DeCastro, you look at Pouncey, you look at Bill and Nueva, those three are getting old. They're, they're getting up there in offensive line age. They're going to be gone here soon. Secondly, I don't think the Steelers want anything to do with Sam Darnold. I think they're going to try and ride out Mason Rudolph to see what happens. And third, I still doubt that Juju Smith-Schuster will be with the Steelers next year, seeing how the Steelers are going to have to invest money into the Watt. They're going to have to invest money probably into uh, Bud Dupree if they really want Bud Dupree. And even if they want to try and stick with James Conner, which I disagree, if they do do that, they have to do that as well. And seeing how they just gave how much money to Cam Hayward, which he was definitely owed and dude, there's no way you're going to be able to keep Watt, Juju, Conner, and all that. I think they're going to have to ride with Rudolph. Oh, Rudolph's not good. <laughs> I hope he's right, just so you guys are all sad. Just so you guys are all like, oh, Rudolph's the worst. Like every week in the group chat, you guys are all crying. I hope so, man. Hey, how are those Eagles, Adam? Carson Wentz is good. Yeah, we'll, we'll determine that. Do you know who's I, not good? Do you know who's not good? Another seamless transition by Tauber. I mean, just, just ridiculous. I mean, I'm just that talented. <laughs> Now, I feel like you wrote like, these out. I feel like you're reading out the script. UNC is literal trash. What do you have to say about that, Josh? I mean, I think we all saw this coming a mile away as soon as they got to the top five. I mean, let's be honest, they're the top five by virtue of elimination. That, that was, that's seriously the only reason. I, I saw this coming a mile away. If they're going to get slapped by Clemson, they're going to get slapped by Notre Dame. It's not, it's, there is, no reason for them to be even close to the top five. The only reason that happened is because they had two power five conferences not playing. And even with the, the even if they had managed to pull out that win against Florida State, I still I still would, would have dropped them at least three spots because they just looked so bad for the three quarters of that game. And the only reason it was close is because Florida State did Florida State things and and basically let and basically tried to give give the game away. That's that's it. Yeah. I think I think background's a hell of a coach. I think what he's I think he has the legitimate shot to build something really good at North Carolina, but not this year, not yet. Yeah, I mean Howell's only a sophomore. You know, I think we're jumping on this bandwagon a little too early. Uh, well, I guess it's been proven that we were. Uh, they lost to Florida State, who is really bad. Uh, it's an embarrassing loss. It's tough for the ACC, but it doesn't really matter because Clemson's a playoff team anyway. So. 
in the grand scheme of college football, this really doesn't matter. Um, Luke, you got anything to say about this? Um, yeah, but North Carolina's overrated. I think everybody got on the hype train too early. Like, I was shocked to find out that they were number five. <laughs> like, holy crap. Um, yeah, I think they'll be good in the future. I don't think they'll be, like, college football playoff contenders, really. But, like, I, I definitely think, that, you know, they'll be good. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have much to say. Sorry. Oh, one thing I do want to quickly add, though, is, like, Man, the fall of Florida State, though. Remember when they were national champions with Jameis Winston? Like, Famous. that wasn't too horribly long ago. And then, like, Taggart, they've man. really fell. Yeah, I think as soon as soon as soon as they, as soon as Tiger came on, they just went downhill. Uh, Cody, you do you have anything to really say about this topic? Or I'm about as qualified to talk about college football as I am Adam Gase having a head coaching job. <laughs> All right, that sounds that sounds perfect, gentlemen. You saw me in the group chat when that for, when that ranking came out. You saw me losing my mind. Here's the thing: Mac Brown has surprised me so far with this team. Mac Brown is doing a nice job coaching. He's built up a good staff. He's getting good recruiting classes. But the thing is, UNC is nowhere close to where a top. They should be nowhere even near top ten. Like if they touch top ten. They should be like burnt, like if like an atheist was touching a Bible, like burnt. They're like Miami type right now, overhyping. And to me, that I understand there were two power power five teams not playing or leagues, I guess, not playing. But the thing is, at the end of the day, when you lose to Florida State like that, yikes! And I mean, in the first half, Florida State was taking them behind the woodshed. Now, I got to give Mac Brown at least some credit here. He made some great second half adjustments. But the thing is, Florida State was playing with a quarterback, which I don't know. I never got to check the injury report yet on whether or not if it was his collarbone or his shoulder got injured. Because you look during the fourth, fourth quarter, his left arm is hanging. And I mean, you can clearly tell he's injured. And yet, Florida State just kept riding him. But I give Mike Norvell credit. He played a, he coached a hell of a ball game for UNC or against UNC, I should say. But UNC should have been nowhere near top five to begin with. That irked me and I'm happy that they lost, especially to Notre Dame. Now, do you know who else is overrated? No, I want to, I want, no, no, we're not moving on yet because oh, I, transition I game was, stopped dead cold. I was, wow. In the, in the group chat, stop cold. In the group chat, I was, Tyler and I were getting heated. Tyler was texting me, I fucking hate Tauber. All this shit. Really? No, he actually wasn't, but uh, he was mad. Say, I'll get after here's, him for that one. Here's, here's the thing. You were like, oh, they shouldn't have been in the top five. Well, you can't rank teams that haven't played yet when teams have already played. You just can't do it. That's stupid. Like, how do we know? I know Josh, even Josh, I think you agreed with this, Josh. Like, yeah. how, like, you were talking about Wisconsin. Like, Wisconsin hasn't played a single snap of football. No. How do we know that they're better than UNC? We don't. We just don't yet. They probably will be, but like we don't know for sure. We know what, Florida, no, or let, what let, UNC let, is. Let's put this in perspective. Like, SEC wasn't playing. You put them ahead, Bama. You don't rank them. Yeah, they're not playing football. You don't rank them. It, okay. it, I don't think it's like 
Yeah, yeah. I still find it weird that AP and coaches will decide to rank even rank the Pac-12 and Big Ten until this week, honestly. I mean, it doesn't matter because the rankings don't matter, but it's just frustrating because we're all arguing about it, and it's like yeah, the rankings aren't going to matter until until another three another month anyway, and that's and when the actual ones come out. I agree. I just wish they didn't do it, so I would have to listen to. I didn't have to deal with Tyler texting me all week. Oh, this team's overrated. You know. Well, well, can we go back to now? Who really is overrated? And that's Notre Dame. I mean, Josh, please tell me I'm right. I, I mean, I actually watched the entirety of that Notre Dame game because I because um, I actually had some family friends in town who and and and, they, and their son goes to Notre Dame, so they're actually we're actually watching to see if we can find him. And we did, we did actually. So we actually saw him. That's the thing, thing, though. It's just I have no idea how. I mean, even yeah, I know. It's just, just, it's just they looked so unbelievably flat. And I honestly think had that onside kick by Louisville not been overturned, Louisville probably could have won that game because that was a huge momentum swing in there. I mean, I get why it was overturned. That was actually a really good rule call, but still, that it was that was way too close, and it was way. Way closer than it should have been for the, for a top five team. Yeah. Uh, Adam, you got a thought? A Notre, hot take? Not really. I mean, Notre Dame take is the same as every single year. They're a good team that isn't as good as their ranking says they are. I think that's just how they they always will be. And uh, they'll eventually lose to Clemson or probably not Pitt because Pitt looks really bad. I mean, but I mean, maybe Pitt. I mean, Pitt has like the that random pixie dust every, once every year where they can pull a miracle win. So they this look weekend. they look real bad though. So I I don't know. I mean, Notre Dame's not that good. Florida State or not Florida State, Louisville uh, probably should have won that game. If you know, you, you only scored seven points though. So uh, weren't weren't people talking for the season about Louisville's like you know insane new offense with their this good quarterback they have and they Cunningham. Just, really panned out for him, but I think he's also had some injury issues as well. Yeah. But I mean, you have to look at their schedule. But they've lost to Notre Dame. Uh, they lost to Pitt. Didn't they lose to Clemson? They lost to Miami. I don't know about Clemson. Oh, sorry. Then it was Miami. Sorry. I, it was a team with Orange, and I couldn't remember. I should have thought that it was Miami because they were a Saturday night prime time. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's a tough couple games there, but it's just you can't. You can't score seven points and expect to. I know people people were like, "Oh man, they almost had them." You don't. If you score seven points and that's it, you don't almost have them. Like I know it was a five point game, but that's just embarrassing. Uh Luke, you got anything? Uh, I have nothing new to contribute. I agree with what Adam says. Like every year, they're good, but they're not like, you know. They're not like competitive for the college football playoff. So, all right. Yeah, all everyone's uh, yeah. I was saying, literally everybody hit the head on the nail, you know. So yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys know like the old SpongeBob reference. Whenever uh, whenever SpongeBob was being chased because they thought he was going to kick his butt. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I cannot specify this. Every year, it's the same damn thing. Notre Dame is always ranked high, and they don't deserve to be ranked that high. They're just not that good of a team. And unlike Adam, uh, Adam, do you happen to know what injury status is for Kenny Heisman? Uh, no idea. 
Uh, I didn't even know he was hurt until Saturday morning. To be honest, I didn't either. But yet Pitt still be Pitt still covered the spread, so it made me five dollars richer. But um, I I do have some because the one thing you can trust in Narluzzi is he will pull off one upset, and I think that's going to be his one upset because that game is at Pitt, correct? I'm not I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. I mean, they look so pathetic. The Their defense, though, I think can stop Ian Book. Oh yeah, Ian Book got stopped by Louisville. Yeah, so Pitt's defense is fifty times better than Louisville's trash defense. It's- and I think all all they'll have to do then is just let their kicker just kick field goals all day. Hopefully, not extra points because we see what happens when it's extra points. Yeah, yeah, Pitt's gonna get killed. Nah, I I actually I got some hope. I got some hope for Pitt, surprisingly, just to beat them. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, look, look, yeah, Pitt's magic pixie dust is gonna either activate this 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 week or it's gonna be at the end of the season with Clemson. That's it's gonna be one of the two. I don't think it'll be Clemson. I think Clemson takes them behind the woodshed. I think Clemson tells Pitt to fuck off. Yeah, kind of, a, a la Georgia Tech, yes. Kind of like uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix needs to fuck. Bo Nix needs to fuck off. I'm pretty sure he's actually now making his father look bad. I mean, you got thoughts? Got thoughts, Josh? I mean, the SEC has been actually really interesting this year. I mean, outside of Bama and to, to an extent Georgia. I, I mean, of course, it's what happened there. But yeah, Auburn is just yeah. I I honestly have no idea what's go, what's going on with Auburn on it because I, I mean they're still pretty solid def- defensively, but it's just South Carolina really. I mean, I mean Georgia I can get because Georgia's defense is amazing, but South Carolina really. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like they they kind of wasted all of their energy when, from beating Bama last year, and they never really recovered from that. I think that's kind of where Auburn is right now. They kind of like middling at the middle division. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, Adam, you got a thought? Uh, all I have to add is that Bo Nix sucks. I got nothing else for you, man. Okay, Luke. Um, I haven't been paying attention to college football at all this year, so um, I'll just say, well, okay, I've been paying attention a little bit, but not that much. I don't know anything about Bo Nix, but I'll just say he sucks. All right. (laughs) I think that's a total consensus whenever it's like Luke and I know jack shit about it. Okay, Cody, are you saying anything in this, or can we go right back to me? Go right back to you, sir. (laughs) At the beginning of the year, I actually had some hope for Auburn. I thought Auburn could be a competitive football team because I actually thought Bo Nix would progress. By no means that has happened in any way, shape, or form. He has regressed. And this is not a good look for Gus Malzahn, who is already on a hot seat. Right now, his seat's probably flaming because I think they're going to be looking for blood at the end of the year for Auburn if they don't shape up. Fun fact for any of you guys that didn't know this. When was the last time South Carolina beat Auburn? I, I, I think it was, it was at least 20 years. I think it might, be more, might have been more than that. Adam, you got a guess? No. How would I have a guess? 1933. 1933 hmm. was the last time the Gamecocks beat the War Eagles. So right now, like like was said before, the SEC is an interesting creature. 
You look at Bama, Bama's still doing Bama things. Florida, who was my pick to win their division and still has a good chance to win that division if, you know, uh, their coach gets their head out of their ass and stops COVID because, you know, pack the swamp. Apparently, that's not a good idea because I still don't trust the mailman in Georgia. I don't trust him. And I've said it since week one. I do not trust that quarterback. Texas A&M has looked good, and I think that and we'll get to A&M later in the conversation. A&M's been a surprisingly good team this year. I think Kellen Maughan has really stepped it up, and Jimbo Fisher's now starting to get his form there in the SEC in that division. And LSU's trash. Kentucky, Adams pick. Uh, Kentucky's not really that good. However, that wasn't my pick. Come on, man. You're just you're just sending. You're making this text I sent you like ninety. Another fun fact. What are we doing, this Kentucky fan? What are we doing? I can tell you what we are doing. I don't know. I mean, just Bama's just that good. I don't, I don't think we really Excellent need to. Excellent <laughs> Just Bama's that good. I, I don't think we need to beat the dead horse here. I mean, if you all agree, I mean, yeah. Bama's good. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. We paid Tauber the big bucks for these transitions. By the way, how much do we spend on them, Adam? A lot. Hot yeah. Week. Do you know who spend- Bama is good? Do you know who didn't spend a lot on players? Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be old old man Jimmy Rutherford who must have. Oh, stu- hockey talk now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. He paid Cody CC a one-year contract uh, with funds at a worth of I gotta look up that number again because I don't have it on I think the top it's of one point two five million. It's one point two five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say it was just a little <laughs> over one mil. So hot take. Yeah. Uh, like, you'll hate the deal. Uh, thoughts on the deal? Okay. <laughs> at the very least, it's, it's only one year. But come on, you get rid of Jack Shaw. And bring in the guy who was almost the exact same player as Jack Johnson. If we look at the analytics, he's almost seriously almost the exact same player. And I thought the entire point of this offseason was shedding dead weight. We just added more dead weight. What are you doing, Jr. Adam, I know, I know you love this deal, so you can go ahead and take it. I'm pretty sure I texted you immediately when I saw the contract and said, "What are they doing?" <laughs> you like, did. Like, okay, let's buy. A- Let's replace him with another pylon. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't understand his obsession with these slow, bad defensemen. I just, I just don't get it. Like, that's, so the window is closing, but it's for this next season, it's still very much open, right? So what do we do to get better? Cody Cece? I, I don't know, man. It just, doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I'm not Jim Rutherford, so I don't want any Stanley Cups, but I have a feeling it's not going to work out very well. Um, I I agree with Josh and Adam. Like, you're essentially just replacing Jack Johnson, and I don't understand the move at all, and I really think Jim Rutherford needs to retire. Like, this dude is... Just making very, very, very questionable deals, and yeah, like he he needs to retire. Yeah, he has uh, just Cody. 
such a fetish for bad defense, and I don't get it. Like he's focusing on, I think he's focusing, he's focusing on the wrong part of his lineup, right? Like mm-hmm. top, I think the top six right now probably one of the best you've ever seen it, in my opinion. And especially at this stage of a uh, Crosby Mulkin's career, it's fantastic, in my opinion. And like the top four is still all right. Like uh, you can see, you still got pieces there with Marino. Dumoulin, Latang, I mean, you can hate Latang all you want, but he's your number one defenseman at the end of the day. It's just, Matheson was very questionable for the beginning, but at least it would be like one guy. Put him up with like Rickola or Ruweedle or whatever, who's like usually a seventh kind of guy, and it would still be better than putting out Jack Johnson or definitely Cody Cece out there. There's definitely a lot of different ways, like, 1.25 could have been spent. So even though it's one year, it's like, it's just wasting a roster spot there, because like, I, I just don't know. I really hate that signing at all it could have been going out the better places like the one part he needed to focus on was the third line because the third line is still incredibly underwhelming it's like having two fourth lines and i remember as i was uh thinking about what i was going to say i was trying to look at that one player i thought he should have gone who only signed for two million for three years and that guy is jesper fest if you know about him at all from new york rangers i feel like that could like that's only marginally more than what he's paying cc right now and he would have been infinitely more valuable especially for the bottom six than anything could have done there but instead you know just more depth signings making more fourth line moves bottom pair defenders slow as fuck just i tend to defend jim rutherford than i think most people do now just because i can at least make sense of some of the moves but cody cc is just he's just like it's some days like that where he probably does need to retire sooner than later as much as i still like some of the moves he makes just just doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, if you could look at this deal, it's one year, 1.25 mil. When Justin Schultz was traded to the Penguins, do you know what his contract was? That's actually a good question. Four million? No, I don't think. It, I don't think no. it was probably like it was hanging around two mil, wasn't it? On his, on his contract, no. It, on his contract. It was a one year. He still had one year, and it was at three point nine. But Edmonton retained half of it. So really, the Penguins paid one point eight mil for a Justin Schultz, who everyone was like, "Oh man, this guy's terrible. This guy's trash." The Penguins are trying that experiment again. They're hoping that they can rejuvenate this guy named Cody Cece. Do I think it can work? I don't know, because you look at the Penguins; they literally just shit canned all their coaches, all of them shit canned fast but you now look at the penguins defensive pairings you're gonna have Latang, dumo you're gonna have <clears throat> excuse me no longer jack johnson thank the good lord you're gonna have i think it's uh marino and uh Pedersen. yes and then yeah. your last one is now cc you're gonna have uh Ricoli, and then there's another well, it's going to be Matheson down there. Like the, you, can't Matheson, bench, yeah. you can't bench that contract. I like Matheson. I forgot about Matheson. So basically, now you're saying Matheson and CC are your bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's, at least, it's at least younger than what they had before, but still, that's an odd experiment. Now, granted, like like Adam said and Josh, he's got cops to prove what he's had. But I mean, I do agree. I think Rutherford has really extended his time here. And I think that soon, if this continues and getting rid of draft capital, you're going to see the Penguins turn into the next um, Brass Bonanza. 
like uh, you saw with Carolina. Them keep, keep thinking, oh, we still got a window. We still got a window. But really, that window, I think, is really close, if not closed by now for the Penguins. I don't think it's – I mean, they still have Crosby and Malkin, and they're both still really good. As long as they're playing at a high level, the window's open, at least in my opinion. I, I don't know. We'll see. You gotta, gotta mm-hmm. get those, uh, you gotta get, get those, uh, those third and fourth lines, uh, better. It's <laughs> really just the third line you need to focus on. Yeah. Fourth line is still fine enough, just the third line, it, as I, I already said, it's basically a second, fourth line. Yeah. yeah. It's not I, ideal. I, I mean, yeah, Bukestad's gone, so. <laughs> been trying to replace Benino for the last three years and mm-hmm. still haven't been able to do it. Makes you think maybe they should just, like, try to re-sign him. I don't know. I don't know if they did or not, but like, they're still looking for this guy to replace him three years from when he left. Uh, sucks, man. Speaking um, of things that suck. That yeah, you know who doesn't suck? I didn't really have a transition for this one. I, I guess congratulations to Doc Emmerich on a successful career. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're really going to like, get into it. a loud choo-choo coming, coming on my mic, that would be a train. <laughs> I don't know what there really is to say about this. I don't think we all need to go around, but it's gonna be weird not with uh, without Doc Emmerich calling games. So yeah, yeah. I, he was a great, he was a great play by Clay, and I think the real question is going to be who's NBC going to put up now. Well, uh, definitely dude. nowhere near as good as you know he could ever be. So no matter what, it's going to be a downgrade. Although people are saying to bring back Gary Thorne, that's about the really only true replacement you can think of. Hashtag Paul Staggerwalt. <laughs> I no. still don't even think Staggerwalt is that bad. <laughs> I, I, still, I do not oh, like Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, there you oh. I, I just like that emotion he put on. Like, it was it was solid, like, emotion. Oh, I don't know. It's bad. it's an unpopular opinion, I know. Yeah. I unpopular opinions. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll take over for this one because this is mine. Uh, it's the Duel of the Buffoons. Yeah. There it is. The sound there effect. There she is. A little different this week. Uh, we got Tauber versus Luke with three judges because more people are here. So, <laughs> Tauber, you're the defending champion. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I guess second. Second. Okay, Luke. Best Just team. Just first in the Dark Horse pick. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Luke, 30 seconds on the clock. Best team in the AFC right now. Your time starts now. Kansas City Chiefs are still on top. Like, they got the exact same Super Bowl squad as last year, and then they just added Le'Veon Bell. Like, yeah, I know he sucked with the Jets, but, like, everybody sucks with the Jets. And, like, Frank Gore... You know, has only been on the team for six games, and he also admits it like it's a dumpster fire. So, like, nobody's doing well with the Jets. So, Kansas City Chiefs. I know they had a blunder against the Raiders, but hey, all good teams have one bad game, and I still think the Chiefs are on top. Time. That was perfect. Remember, you can finish your thought after I say time, because Cobra kept, like, randomly just stopping and just leaving it unfinished sentences. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Tauber, your 30 seconds start. Now, before the injury to Devin Bush, I would have told you the Steelers because they had the defense to put up and Big Ben was slinging on all cylinders. But now I can't say that until they find a replacement at linebacker. So now you have to look at the Tennessee Titans because 
Tennessee's got a great run game. They got a real good, solid defense. And the best part is they got a coach that really knows how to play the system. Mike, Mike Brable really knows how to play like schematics in his head on, okay, what we need to do this possession. Time. How do I? Okay. No, Tauber, you can fit. I just, uh, okay. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Josh, who won this round? I'm, I, I, I mean, yeah, much, much, yeah, much as I agree. I'm good, 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 the Chiefs are the best team, but the team is playing the best right now is Titans, so I'm going to go with Tauber. I mean, I think you'll definitely see who, who, who really is the best team in the AFC this, this weekend when Steers and Titans play. Cody? I, uh, I do got to go with, uh, despite the fact that Tauber, you know, convincing argument, all that. I still agree with Luke that it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They still just a complete all around team, and you can never count out a team that has Mahomes on it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going with Tauber. As we discussed earlier, Tannehill's the best quarterback in the league right now. So, uh, Tauber is up one nothing. Oh, I'm sorry, Luke. I tried. As it should be. <laughs> All good, bro. Second question. Dark horse pick for the college football playoff. Tauber? I think I know what Tauber's going to say. Yeah, I wonder what it could possibly be. Tauber, your 30-second start? No. It's UNC, guys. I mean, I mean, they're the best. No, in all seriousness, though. You could really make an argument this year, which no surprise to anyone. It, I, I, you could see Penn State making it this year. And the reason why I say this is because you got to hear me out. If Penn State loses to Ohio State, which they probably will, let's just face reality, they will go into a one loss, or into a one loss year in the championship weekend. And championship weekend is probably going to pit them against either Wisconsin or Minnesota, who will also be a lost team. So basically, you're going to have Penn State playing. Hey, you told me to finish the no, talk. That's you went over. Like you could have just been like, oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, you're not going to win this one anyway. So like, I'm not sure what you were what you were <laughs> thinking with that. I mean, I think we know how he's going to finish off. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's three of us going to get Josh's vote, but <laughs> you're not going to get my vote. Uh, how about Luke, we just listen to Luke? See what he's got. It doesn't matter, Luke. You're 30 oh, seconds. I'm not start. biased. Let's see him right now. Yep. All right, my dog horse candidate is the Georgia Bulldogs. Like, yeah, they lost last week to Alabama, but hey, they played well. They played well against them in the first half. Like, when I looked at the score and saw they were actually winning, I was like, holy crap. So I give Georgia credit. I think they'll bounce back. They've got a solid squad, and uh, that's all I really got to say. They got to avenge the national championship loss from 2018. Go Bulldogs. Well, he did it under his time, and uh, I'll start out with my vote because I think we know which way I'm going. I'm going uh-huh. with Luke. I don't know how you can go with Luke. I mean, literally, Georgia doesn't even have a quarterback. Yeah, but you picked Penn State. State yeah, but Georgia's and- also a Georgia sports team. You know how that goes down. I'm not mm-hmm. picking Penn State. Penn State's, you know, <laughs> we're not doing that. Cody? Your team raped little uh, yeah, boys. but yeah, but it's not even like just trying to be like even biased to me. It's just a matter of like if I'm like looking at two teams, some more team I can likely see not choking at least until it matters. Georgia, I'd say least likely because Penn State always finds ways to fuck it up. I'm sorry, Wait, but you know but, this. But you got to say this: Is Georgia going to lose another game? Well, I don't know. That's a big question right there. But it's a matter of Penn State. You know they find a way to lose two, three games a year. <laughs> But I don't think because Michigan's. I can't say I can't say you're wrong. (laughs) Well, we know who Josh is picking. It doesn't matter. Okay. okay, okay, Before I pick my pick, I I will say under the radar game this week, 
Iowa State, Oklahoma State for the, for the lead in the Big 12. That's going to yep. be really interesting to see how this plays out because if Oklahoma State runs the table, they actually have an outside shot at this. I'm not they saying do. they will, but it'll but be really interesting think, if they do. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I don't think Mike Gundy will have that team fucking undefeated. No way in hell. Let's go to I reluctantly picked on because I want to believe, <laughs> goddammit. Who could have seen that one coming? I love you to know or get the fuck out. Okay, Yay. last last question. Wait, what, uh, what did Cody say? He picked. He yeah, picked I picked the logical choice. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, pass it. Uh, all tied up. All Luke, of you. Yeah, as as it should be. Last question: Worst organization in all of sports right now could be anything. Literally any organization. Like worst as in like they play shitty or like ownership's terrible or. Honestly, whatever you think, it's up to you. Completely open ended. Okay. Okay, Luke, you ready? Yeah. Okay, your time starts now. Um, I'm gonna go with the obvious here. The New York fucking Jets, like, they're so bad. My god, it's such an incompetent organization. Like, I was gonna say the Pirates, but at least we expect the Pirates, like, to not do anything. You know, cause they have no money and they have a really cheap owner and everything, and like, we, we know the Pirates are gonna be bad. And like, I mean, honestly, we knew the Jets were going to be bad, except the Jets. <laughs> like, how is Adam Gase still the head coach of the New York Jets? Time. That was, he's really good at this 30 seconds thing, Tauber. Shut up, Adam. Okay. You going to let me go? Yeah, we pay yeah. Tauber for transitions, not making 30-second <laughs> arguments. That's true. <laughs> hey, he's undefeated, though, so got to give him that. Okay, Tauber, 30 seconds start now. I'm going to go for something that's a little outside of what people would think, and that's going to be the Bronx Bombers of the New York Yankees. Every year, it's the same thing. They have a good team during the regular season, but in the postseason, they still cannot win. All that money, and they still can't win. I mean, sure, the Jets may be just a tire fire, but at this rate, you expect tire fires from the Jets. I mean, hell, they're a fucking butt fumble. You expect the Yankees to win, and they period. Oh, that was good. He nailed it on that period, though. That was, that was pretty good. I'm gonna I, I was, oh, sorry. Can oh, I, I just wanted to say one thing. Um, like, at least the Yankees still make the playoffs, you know, with all that money. Because remember there was a period when they didn't make the playoffs and they were spending a bunch of money on guys like Jacoby Ellsbury. So, like, here's here, – I'm going Tauber they are, for one reason. I just want Tauber to win. Nah, uh, but I mean, no, but like, I think there's a, there's something there where it's very embarrassing to spend all this money and still not be able to win a World Series. You know, the Jets, like, we all just know that they're incompetent. Like, no one expects them to not be incompetent. They just are. The Yankees, like, I, I don't think they're the worst organization in sports, but I'm just going to give it the power. I'm going to give it the they aren't the worst, but they are constantly letting fans down. Yeah. The well, Jets just, they don't have any fans, except for the firefighters. Well, it's just a matter of, uh, well, I can understand what going through. Obviously, you can make, you know, argument for that, but we're talking about the worst organization, like the worst one. Like, but you, you look at this organization and you expect constant failure and all that. And that's where you see the Jets. They never do anything right. It's been so consistent throughout their 
lifetime. Yankees, this is a thing going on for like 10 years. Like how long has this been going on for the Jets? It's been going on for like half a century at this point. So I definitely got to go with Luke. Yeah, because the last time the Jets were relevant was Super Bowl three, And even then, I'm pretty sure that was a fluke. So it's not that long within a 10 year span. Yes, yeah, yeah, so they got carried by a strong defense, and, and then Mark Sanchez did Mark Sanchez things. And, yeah, but that's the oh, but that's the only way they've been relevant since Super Bowl three. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Tommy, you have a good argument, but I'm gonna have to give it to Luke here, just just like that. The, the, the oh, yeah. Yankees actually do have, have actually do have prestige to back this up. The Jets do not. Listen, man, I only voted for Tyler because. He'll show up next week. Luke probably won't show up next week. <laughs> so, so hey, I, we'll have a replacement performance. Okay. Man, that's <laughs> a, that's it's okay. We'll hey, have I'm a replacement. Gonna, hey, I'm going to show up next week, man. Oh, I my yeah. schedule's cleared. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I hope. I hope. Uh, I hope you have a. Hey, Luke. Yeah, you know, I'll give you my crown, sir. Like you can wear a crown the next week's show. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Luke, like I opponent? legit have a crown, by the way. Your opponent next week, Cody. All right, let's go. I don't think I don't look, think I, sir. I don't think I'd be good at thirty second arguments. I talk way too much. Hey, Josh gets the winner of that. So, we'll so basically, going what I'm gonna say is I'm basically gonna like heavily research it. Hey, don't mean hey. you'll get it like twenty minutes before the show starts. So go. <laughs> there is one thing I want to add about the Yankees. Um, sure. So, oh no, correct me if I'm wrong, but. In 2017, didn't they play the Astros in the ALCS? It's not last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. They did it last year as well. Last year, yeah. Like, last oh. year and 2017. So, like, and, you know, the Astros cheated. So, like, but could they have potentially won if the Astros didn't cheat, you know? So, like. Still got the same thing that Philly got this week. A loss. Really? Why are you taking ricochet shots at me? That's just, like. He's a transition and a ricochet guy. But like that, yeah. You know, speaking of Tauber's anger, you know what else Tauber's angry about? (laughs) You know what I'm really angry about? Thank you. You already did the transition for you. You can't do it again. It's time for Tauber's ranting. Yay! Do you want to know what really makes me mad? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't either. No, what really makes me mad is seeing teams where they shouldn't be. Do you know what team was where they shouldn't be? Fucking UNC. UNC deserved nowhere near the top 25. They are, uh, sorry, they did deserve the top 25. They did not deserve the top five. Nowhere near it. Nowhere to be within six feet of it. They should have been social distancing from that motherfucker. Because they should have been nowhere near. They are not that close to a team. I'm sorry. They're not near top five. They're not near top ten. They're maybe top fifteen right now. But guess what? Mac Brown's a good coach. He may get them there eventually, but not right now. UNC, congratulations. You deserve that loss to Florida State. A bunch of failures. Two blocked punts. Yeah. Actually, real quick, point thing is, is it? So, so actually, actually, Adam, Adam, I'll do this. Who do you have between Iowa State and uh, Oklahoma State this weekend? Hold on, we'll do that on rapid fire. That's not okay. That's fine. Uh, hey, Tauber, your rant this week. You know what I give it? Two thumbs down. Hey, Adam. Shut up. 
Yeah, hey, Adam, that's right. So, hey, that's Adam, right. what's the, what was the score of the Eagles game last week? Uh, 30-28. They still covered. Hey, Adam, who's w- rapid fire? Who's winning, the Rays or the Dodgers? Uh, I, I'm hoping for the Rays because, <laughs> actually, honestly, it's a win-win for me. Like, I'm happy either way, but I'm going to go with the Rays because it, it would make us Pirate fans very sad. I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I, I would, I, I will not say, based on how many ex pirates are on the Rays, I'm basically a Rays fan by proxy, so I'll take, and, and, and even that, I, I say they've, even with how flat they looked in the second half of that NLCS, I, I'm sorry, ALCS, I feel like they still have a very good shot at winning this all. Uh, Luke. I want the Rays to win because it's got a cheer for my boys Tyler Glass now and Austin Meadows, but, uh, I think the Dodgers are going to win. Uh, Cody, you got a thought? Yeah. Yeah, indeed. I'd love the Rays to win, but I know it's just going to be the Dodgers. That's just how it's going to work. The big market versus the small market. Like, the only way the Rays have a chance of winning is if they're just lights out on pitching and defense. But you already know baseball today is predicated predicated on the home run. And the Dodgers got plenty of that. I'm saying the Dodgers break the narrative and they finally win a World Series. Um, Steelers, Titans, Josh, who wins? Much as I hate to say it, I, I the Titans have been too consistent so far this year. I, I I think it's going to be very close. I think, but I think with, this, with without Devin Bush and without Devin Bush and with and, and, and with the series offense being as it's it, it, they've been a bit inconsistent at times. I think that's what's going to bite them here. I say I, I'm I'm going to go for Titans by about 27 to 24. Adam, Titans because fuck you guys. Okay. <laughs> Luke. Good choice, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm also going to go with the Titans. Like, I am. Don't get me wrong. I think the Steelers are a good football team, and I'm very happy that they're five and zero. But like Josh said, they've been a little inconsistent on offense and. I don't know. We'll see how that defense does against uh, Derrick Henry. So, Cody. Well, I'm going to break from the pack here and be biased and say the Steelers are going to take it. Obviously, you know the Titans could very well win it, and I think it will come down to whether or not the Steelers could play well on the road here, and definitely how well they stop Derrick Henry. But they still got a lot of talent that defense to at least hold them down. Like even if they hold down to like 70, 80 yards, I still think that would be good enough for a win. You just got to remember that the Titans, yes, they may be 5-0, and oh, and much like with the Steelers having close games, the Titans have come pretty close to losing a couple games on their own. So they haven't been completely like perfect. Like Steelers not either, but I just think they've been more complete. Um, so the Steelers are a two-point dog in this game, and I think the Titans will cover that spread. I think Titans by a field goal. Um. Remember, guys, rapid fire, make it fast. Box Raiders. Josh? <laughs> I mean, I, I would, last week I would have said the Raiders, but with how good the Bucks look this week, I, I'm going with the Bucks. Adam? Bucks. I just don't trust the Raiders yet. Um, what do you got there, uh, I'm Luke? also going with the Bucks. Like, uh, same reason as Adam. I don't, I don't trust the Raiders just quite yet. Uh, Cody? Uh, I'm going to say the Raiders for the sake of the upset. Derek Carr is heavily underrated. I think he can ball out. I am saying uh, the Raiders as well. Raiders are a three-point. They're actually favored in this game, surprisingly. 
Oh, wait, no, they're not. They're actually not favored. Sorry, that's my... <laughs> I wouldn't think. Yeah, actually, it's the Steelers also who are favored in that Tennessee Titans game. Titans cover, and um, Raiders cover as well. I'd say Raiders win that game. Um, next one is Bears and Rams. How the heck is it Bears and Rams? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Rams. I, 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 do, I don't trust the Bears offense at all. They've just been sloppy, so I think it's, it's going to be Rams. Yeah, I'll be honest on this one, guys. Uh, I kind of put myself into a corner here with uh, putting the second game as the Sunday night game. So then I was like, oh, i got to pick the Monday game no matter what it is for the third one. I'm going Rams because I think the Bears still suck. Uh, Luke? Yeah, I'm also going Rams. Uh, like, the Bears are 5-1, and one, but they are not playing like a 5-1 and one football team at all. Like, they, they've gotten lucky, so... And I think it's due to the power of Big Dick Nick, so... Yeah, I'm going with the Rams. I think they're a much better football team. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams as well, but don't get me wrong. This is going to be an ugly, ugly football game, I think. It's going to be low scoring, and I think it's just going to be bad. But the Rams still pull it out. I think it's an ugly football game. I think the Rams will... Not cover against the Bears, but the Rams do win. Here's two quick rapid fires for you. Uh, rapid fire number number one is the Brown Jug game, Minnesota, Michigan. Who wins? I I got much to say to say. I I think Michigan can come, come out strong here. I'm, I'm getting Michigan, but it's going to be close. Adam, Minnesota, row that boat. I'm going. Uh, I don't know if any of you two want to make a pick here. I'll just make a pick for the hell of it, but I'll let Luke go first if he wants to. Uh, I already picked Michigan. Okay. Well, I already know Michigan disappoints at least once a year, so Minnesota. <laughs> I know that much about college football. Minnesota's rolling that boat. I don't, I don't trust Gaddis yet because I still don't know who the hell Michigan's quarterback is. Second game, the pick, is the one that we were talking about, which is Iowa State, Oklahoma State. And this game is in Oklahoma State, so Josh, pick. I, 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 I mean, my, my gun, my gun, love them, but I, I think Iowa State pulls the upset here. I'm going to go Iowa State, but it's going to be close. Okay, Adam. Um, it's going to be close. I'm going to go Oklahoma State because they're the best hope for the Big Twelve. Uh, Cody. I mean, not Cody. Luke. <laughs> Again. <laughs> His name is Luke. <laughs> it's all good. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State because I believe in my guy, Chuba Hubbard. So. Okay. I mean, I just know the Ohio State's premier uh, college football program, so they're prob- So people are, like, hyping up too much, I think. It's just going to be Ohio State. What? What? No, Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa. Iowa. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought Oklahoma it was Ohio. State, Iowa. You're saying Ohio. Were we? No, oh my not. god, I'm I'm deaf. Sorry, I'm going senile all of a sudden, huh? Okay, well in that case, eh, whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I don't even know why you're making an argument at first. I was hearing Ohio State. I was like, why are you guys arguing about this? I, Iowa State wins this ball game. Mike Gundy ain't going to beat Brock Purdy, and I think Iowa State's defense stands tall. Iowa State, Iowa State not only beats the spread, but they also beat Oklahoma State. Uh Gentlemen, you know, Talbert, I got a question for you real quick before we yes, move sir. on to the last segment. Yes, sir. Um, so every week for the last two years, you've been making fun of Luke for not showing up, and now you can't even remember his name. 
how like, how is that how is that possible? I just can't remember him because I just don't see him. But he's like right there. All you have to do is look at your screen and it says <laughs> Well Luke. I've been looking at stats and this whole thing for the whole time. So stats boy. he's our stats boy. Yes, sir. Hey. Josh, you got a piss boy this week? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there there is a lot, a, a lot of them, but I, I, I it, it's low hanging, it's it's low hanging for uh, at, at this point. But it, it's Adam Gase. I'm sorry. It's just it's, it's I'm sorry. As, as long as he's still coach of the Jets, I'm going to pick him for this. Judge Josh is protesting against the Jets until they fire Adam Gase. He's your piss boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Adam. I'm going a little off the board with this one. I don't think any of you guys will know what this means. Maybe Luke, but the rest of you guys won't. Uh, it is the English Premier League's VAR, specifically in oh, the Everton-Liverpool game. I saw that. I'm an, I'm an Everton fan. Jordan Pickford tried to murder someone. It was apparently nothing happened. I mean, it looked, it looked like he murdered him, but VAR said he was offside. No penalty. So, I don't know, man. VAR, piss boy of the week. Uh, Luke, you got a piss boy? Yeah, so, uh, since my family's from Pittsburgh, I always root for Pittsburgh teams first, and then, but I was born in Atlanta, so I root for Atlanta teams number two. My piss boy of the week is the Atlanta Braves. Like, come on, they blew a 3-1 lead, and you know, you want to know a fun fact? The Atlanta Braves, or, uh, teams that went up 2-0 in the conference, or championship series have a record of twenty eight to three. <laughs> they had a record. <laughs> of yeah, to three. well, ha- okay. It, going up to that point, they had a record. Now it's twenty nine to four because the Braves lost. <laughs> Atlanta's blowing but, uh, that twenty eight three lead again. Yeah, they they blew it again. Like Atlanta sports, it truly is a tragedy. At least we have Atlanta United. They won the MLS Cup, so yeah, they're yeah, bad this year. Soccer isn't yeah, a real sport. They're they're bad so, this year. So like, that is wrong. I was expecting the Braves <laughs> to make the World Series. I was getting pumped. But, yeah, they, they didn't make and they blew leads. So, yeah, my piss boy is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, no, Luke kind of stole my thunder there. But I was going to extend it out to the entire city of Atlanta while I was at it. Because it's just the Atlanta syndrome. You can't escape it. The Braves can't escape it. You've known that for the Falcons for years. You know, you don't even need to get to the Falcons for this year. Like, holy shit. Like, at least they finally got rid of Dan Quinn. Otherwise, you know, they'd be even more of a piss boy. But, you know, it's really all there has to say. You know, Luke kind of covered the bases. But I'm going to go away from the Atlanta Braves and say the entire city of Atlanta is the piss boy of the week. Wow, a whole city. Yeah, That's the whole crazy. city. Dude. Does that include Georgia? Or? Yeah, just the I whole mean, state. I'll probably eventually include Georgia. <laughs> just the whole state of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you guys if you guys want to hear a real piss boy, I got one for you. Let me guess, UNC. No. Something you guys won't guess. Then am uh, making this guess? It's UCF's uh, kicker. I, yeah. He missed, he missed a field goal to, at the end of the game against Memphis to lose the game, and on the sideline you could see him throwing his helmet and about ready to murder his teammates. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's an easy piss boy. Cause clearly he was, he was, he, he's a piss boy. Like Adam, piss boy. I, dude, it's not even a good joke, man. 
It's not well, even about the joke. Isn't even about me. You're just saying it's about me. Well, it's, it's not but even. You are. I mean, I, I guess. Uh, but... see, yes, yes. Philadelphia, am I right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nah. Philadelphia is closing up. It's speaking of closing up. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna pay That's Cody being a piece of shit stealing my. <laughs> what, what What else is new, Tober? That was Cody. Uh, thanks again for Josh, Adam, Luke, all of you. Thank you. For hey, I got one, one thing to plug real quick. Um, Luke and I are starting a new podcast about uh, movies. Check it out. It'll be out like next week. Yeah, we're uh, still trying to figure out a name for yeah, the podcast. Have name. Yeah, we've been trying what to make ideas. What are you talking about? About movies. Yeah, man, we're going to be talking about Everybody Wants Some by Richard Linklater. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Everybody yeah. needs to watch it. It's yeah. So okay. Cool. Good. So that'll there's be out that, next week. There's the plug. So well, yet again, Tom, Adam. Fun, hey, guys, real, this is pretty funny. When we made this uh, this thing two years ago, the name is uh, – it's actually a network. It was a network with one thing on it. So we're going to have to expand that to make it an actual network. So we're starting that. So, yeah. Um, okay. That's all we got. Well, thanks. Thanks again, everyone. I'm Brandon Tauber. This was the Lobos Power Hour, and hopefully you all enjoy your night. And uh, Steve uh, Spanos is still a piece of shit. Steve? He said Steve. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just fuck Spanos anyway. Try again. Uh, Dean Spanos, go fuck yourself and fuck Spanos.